Jerk of All Trades podcast, episode number 25. We are back live. What's up, Ray? Oh, man, we have an absolutely jam-packed show for y'all today. We are finally going to talk about the Floyd Mayweather versus Conor Ooh, McGregor. The big Boxing fight. match that finally happened. Woo! Uh, we talked about when it initially got announced, and then we talked about the world the hype, tour, the the world tour hype train, and did the fight live up to the hype? We're going to talk about that. So absolutely, we got that. We've got SummerSlam happened the week before, so we're going to talk about SummerSlam and the results of that. We're going to talk about who won the picks, uh, Eddie, myself, and then uh, our guest from a couple weeks back, Elias from the Man Cave Chronicles. We're going to see who who took home the. Uh, the crown that doesn't actually physically exist. So we've got one for WrestleMania, but not for SummerSlam. So, um, so yeah, we're going to talk about that. We've got our universal call-out, uh, which is Tigers. Tigers, as you uh, will have seen on social media. Got some fun pictures related to our Tiger uh, universal call-out. And so we got all the normal stuff, too. So, yeah, it's going to be a great, great show. And so... Yeah, let's uh, let's get it started, Danny. Let's, let's kick this bad boy off with the little Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor action from this Saturday in Las Vegas, the T-Mobile yeah. Arena. This was your first uh, boxing match that you've seen in a while, probably, right, Ray? Uh, it definitely is. Uh, one thing I did want to say too, based on our intro with our little uh, Ted DiBiase, is uh, clearly everyone has a price, and for Floyd Mayweather, it was four hundred uh, million dollars. So. Came out of retirement, uh, $400 million he made on this. I, in the post-match interview, I believe they said, like, oh, you're going to get a yacht. Oh, he's already got a yacht, so yeah. a second yacht. So Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, it, to answer your question, though, oh, sorry. it's definitely been quite a while since I've watched a boxing match. Um, I watched it right after it was over because I couldn't find a stream of it uh, during the event, so I downloaded it afterwards. Uh, completely legally. I'm skeptical as to that's the reason why it was uh, delayed, the fight. Because the fight was delayed. Going in, there's all oh, the flight, fight's going to be delayed, fight's going to be delayed. I'm wondering if they were like trying to clamp down on the streams, which is why it was taking so long. They didn't do a very good job, because oh. I guess a lot of people <laughs> saw it for free. Wow. So, honestly, the fight, much better than I expected going into it. Um, you know, first three rounds, Conor McGregor's dapping him up a little bit. Floyd's kind of just taking his time, figuring him out. And by around, by about round four or five, Floyd had just uh, worked his way in, uh, figured Conor out. Early rounds, Conor landed a pretty good uppercut. You know, he threw a lot of punches, but he didn't really land with a lot of great shots. 
But, uh, you know, kudos to Connor for stepping up and stepping in there. I mean, obviously, for 100 mil, anybody's going to go ahead and right. fight I would, Floyd I Mayweather. I fight Floyd Mayweather I think for I'd probably a let, fraction of that. <laughs> I'd let Floyd Mayweather hit me in the face without a glove as hard as he could for what Connor got paid. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, so uh, with the gloves, is even better. But, uh, yeah, you know, Connor, it's his first boxing match. He was doing a lot of unorthodox stuff, and... He was wasting a little bit of energy with some of the the hammer fisting and the moving around. Which aren't those illegal, by the way? He kept doing that, like where he was like pounding him in the back of the head, and um, I believe that's an illegal move. And they really, I mean, the referee. It's wasn't up to doing... the referee. Yeah, if the referee calls it, uh, he sh- well, the referee should be calling it. How did, yes. how did you like the referee? Too, I noticed this in particular, and actually, the announcers brought it up too, but. Uh, the referee coming in before the fight and saying like I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna allow you guys to to I'm not gonna grapple or wrestle you guys like that, do you think that was like a really pointed reference to Conor McGregor in MMA do you think absolutely. That, that was yeah absolutely okay. um he probably I'm skeptical that Floyd had this referee in his pocket not saying the ref got paid off or anything but. I, it's boxing, man. Man, if you look <laughs> it at has the shadiest history out of any fucking sport ever. Sure, absolutely. So, yeah. If you look at the the pre-fight breakdown, like when you were talking about he was going to not let Conor wrestle or whatever, and he's not going to wrestle with him, he said he'd even look at Floyd one time. It was all directed at Conor. Oh, all yeah, his- Floyd wasn't going to do that. He was just going to turn his back and you know do his normal Floyd stuff. So. Yeah, so Conor already had this little like shadiness with the referee going on. But uh, honestly, he didn't really have that great of a shot. Um, it's easy to say afterward. I always say that even with UFC. Any, everybody's an expert after the fights are over with. I actually put my money on Floyd Mayweather, and I you know, I came out even. I, the, I had a bet and a cover bet. My cover bet uh, covered my Floyd Mayweather winning by decision at a plus 245, which I posted on Facebook before the fight. I thought Floyd was going to take decision easy, but this – Cocksucker motherfucker. <laughs> what is he trying to knock Connor out for? All of a sudden, Floyd trying to knock people out. He didn't knock nobody out in the last 10 fights. All of a sudden, he's knocking somebody out. So, uh, yeah, that hurt me a little bit. I should have came up a lot more off of this fight than I did. But, unfortunately, I didn't. But it's fine. Everything worked out fine. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, around uh, Connor, first three rounds, I'd, I'd give him those first three. I haven't seen the fight since I've watched it live. Were you intoxicated when you watched the fight? Absolutely not. Absolutely oh, not. Good. I was live tweeting, actually. I was yeah, live I was, tweeting. I, I, I took it upon myself to... Uh, I was know. completely sober when I watched the fight, too. Whenever you whenever you kind of get through your breakdown, I want to give my breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, so basically, this will be a first for the JOAT. Yeah, like I was saying, uh, Connor was wasting a lot of energy with some bad punching techniques. and so That it, was by design, for sure. I oh, mean, sure. Well, when every chance you get... To hit Floyd Mayweather, you got to take that. You got to take it. Floyd let him. But the problem is, until I get to the problem is with those big ass gloves. It's not really doing anything. Uh, If they were the UFC gloves, Floyd would have definitely felt it a little bit more. But with those big ass boxing gloves, you're not gonna really feel those hammer fists that much. It's just like a. It's just I don't know. It's just not there. And those are illegal, are they not in boxing? Yeah, and rabbit punching. Yeah, you're not supposed to hit in the back of the head like that. Mm But uh, I noticed boxing has a lot of fucking rules. That was one thing I noticed watching this. <laughs> it's like, God damn, you can't do anything. Yeah, you think UFC has a lot of rules. Shit. Holy shit, man. There is a lot of goddamn rules. A lot of rules in boxing. Um, probably around round four or five, 
it was pretty apparent that Connor was running out of gas relatively quickly, and Floyd was just getting warmed up. Um, Floyd's a slow starter. He likes he likes to observe, and he's like a spider. He's just he's just crafting his web. First couple rounds, he's just going around, you know, getting hit a little, giving it back a little. He's just he's just taking it all in, taking it all in. And by the time round five came around, Connor didn't see it. He didn't realize it, but he was in the web, and Floyd yeah. had him all wrapped up. And it was only a matter of time uh, until uh, Floyd was going to put him away. Uh, Floyd was really aggressive after round five, six, seven, eight, nine. He was super aggressive. He was like a different fighter yes. was what I noticed. Very un-Floyd Mayweather-like, which was not great for me in my bet, but that's oh, fine. Because he was fighting against someone who clearly had a diminished skill set. Yeah, not to well, say that Connor didn't look okay in the fight, but clearly he's not a professional boxer. And so, yeah, I mean... I'm willing to bet Floyd was playing it safe until he felt the punches coming softer and softer and softer because the more tired you get, the less power you I have. I remember a there was one replay in particular where they were showing Connor McGregor's punches, and I've described them as little baby punches. Like, they were, like, barely, barely connecting... And I remember the announcer having to say, like, well, he's getting points because he's actually touching him. So he's not actually physically hurting him or actually hitting him. But his his little glove is, like, you know, pushing against uh, Floyd Mayweather's skin real real lightly. So he's getting points. Um, that was me further um, well, that's adding how they, to that. But. That's how they judged the fight in the Olympics and yeah. in the Golden Gloves. There's a white port. There's a blue and white gloves. And a red and white gloves, and only the white portion of the glove counts as a punch uh, when you hit them in the golden gloves in Olympics. But uh, anyways, uh, um, yeah, when the punches started coming softer and softer, Mayweather knew that he wasn't getting knocked out and that he could just be super aggressive and just go for it and go for it and go for it. It was a breath of fresh air, I'll tell you that, because a lot of these Floyd Mayweather fights, you know, there's a lot of skipping around and... Not so much dancing, but there's a lot of just, you know, not too much brawling going on. And Floyd's very tactical with and, and precise. But he went for it. Uh, round eight, round nine, round ten, Connor was in deep, deep, deep trouble. And uh, Floyd was able to put him away. So, uh, yeah, just uh, bad punching techniques from Connor. Um, not really much he could have done. Like, he did everything he could have done not being a professional fighter right. going up against the greatest boxer of our, of our, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Generation of our generation. Thank you, yeah. sir. Yeah. I think that there's no reason that this matchup should have happened aside from the money, 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 money. <laughs> I bet Floyd has money. 400 million, really million reasons why this. And we, and we know that, um, you know, we know we knew that from the beginning. We knew that the hype of this fight was not going to be able to live up to that. And you know, it, I think my assessment, I guess, on this whole thing is basically that um, he Mayweather, in my opinion, and I, I mean, I don't know boxing like you know boxing, but I guess I feel like he had a certain strategy. He admitted his strategy. His strategy was basically to let Conor McGregor you know, essentially wear himself out. So Conor McGregor won, won those first three rounds, but he won the first three rounds because 
Floyd Mayweather let him win those rounds because he let him tire himself out. So when they got to four, they got to five, they got to six. Goddamn, when they got to seven, there was literally a point where, uh, where Conor McGregor looked like he was about to fall asleep. He was so goddamn tired. <laughs> his arms were completely at his side. So yeah. I feel like if Floyd Mayweather, I know he's not a knockout guy, but I feel like had he wanted to more handily knock out Conor McGregor, I think he could have done that with ease. But I think money, 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 money. You know, you don't want to have this humongous boxing match. I mean, this is the biggest boxing match, um, you know, since the last Floyd Mayweather. Well, who was no, that? No, 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 no. This is the biggest one probably since he fought. This this is on the same level as Pacquiao, but better. Right, that, right. But that, I would compare this actually closer to the De La Hoya fight when he fought De La Hoya in 07, I think it was. So, I mean, 08. this is, yeah, this is a huge fight. And so they it needed to go longer. Conor McGregor needed to at least look like he wasn't a complete chump in this. And, I mean, Conor McGregor is not a chump in that he, he went in and he did this. And I'm sure he trained very, very hard. But you've got a guy who's 49-0. and 0, He's never been beaten. He's never been knocked out. Um, Olympic silver medalist. Yeah, I mean, come on. There's or no bronze medalist. Right. Maybe. There was no way that Conor McGregor was going to win this fight. And Floyd Mayweather, I think, made Conor McGregor look like a viable opponent, like he needed it to be, because you know he doesn't want that mark on his fifty and zero to be. Hey, he just destroyed Conor McGregor, a guy who's not a boxer who shouldn't probably have been in this boxing match. Besides money, um, he made him look somewhat credible, and I think that that was necessary. And so, I mean. Does that make boxing sort of a work, in my opinion? Maybe a little bit. I mean, I think that what happened in the ring still was uh, was real, for sure. Uh, but still, I think that this matchup could have went a lot differently. And whether that's just only Floyd Mayweather's strategy that he discussed with his dad, as he said, or if there were more... Um, more hands in that, and I would be hard-pressed to not be the conspiracy theorist and think there were more, because... There's a lot, a lot of money on the line, and this boxing match needed to come off um, in a credible way and in a way that people walked away happy, and I think most people did walk away happy, um, besides the fact that Conor McGregor didn't actually get knocked out, knocked out, um, but come on. No, <laughs> yeah, was, I, I was unhappy it was, with that it was, it was a done deal. The writing but was on the been... wall, but you got to give him a chance to, to, to keep fighting. Because yeah. because people paid a hundred bucks for this, like lots and lots of people paid a <laughs> well, hundred bucks. For yeah, this. I paid a hundred dollars for this, and you want to see somebody's mouthpiece go flying out of their fucking mouth, Mike Tyson style, you know, straight OG knockout. But you got this, you got a fatigued Connor, kind of barely able to hold himself up because he was just so tired from punching. It, it started made to be with pathetic. The body shots that it, it was sad. It was kind of sad. All he needed to end. do though was take a knee and get, get that standing eight count and make it to the end of the round and come out for the eleventh round. But that's because I needed Floyd to win by decision. That's the only you reason only I worried care. about it because of the money. <laughs> God damn it! Of course. But uh, yeah, the ref. I mean, I think the ref shortchanged Conor McGregor a little bit. I think he could have gave him a standing eight count. I think he could have. Seen where his head was at after another eight seconds. If after that McGregor was still out of it, yeah, stop the fight. But if McGregor's like, yo, <laughs> let me go, let me keep fighting, then let him keep fighting. Yeah. I mean, shoot. I mean, because I like a definitive ending. I like a knockout. I like a submission. I like, you know, I like something where it's like the stamp is on it. I don't like it when there's like a little bit of mystery to it. But uh, I think that's what they wanted to happen here, too. 
Maybe. I don't I have no idea. But uh, overall, better fight than expected. Connor had a pretty good jab. You know, he's able to hit him pretty good a few times. But at the end of the day, you know, Floyd Mayweather, man, he's a real he's a real boxer. I would love to see these two guys fight with the MMA gloves in a boxing rules match. That is like the ultimate, like awesome, like they need a sport where they they use the UFC gloves in a boxing ring under boxing rules because you would get more knockouts that way. And like, it would just be a faster paced fight. And it would just be like, you can't look away because once somebody connects with these four ounce gloves, somebody's got to fall. So you would see a lot more knockouts on guys records. And I think, I think then too, you could charge a hundred bucks for a pay-per-view. If Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are fighting in four ounce gloves and you know, the first or second time Mayweather hits them, with them small ass gloves on, he's probably going to fall. So, uh, you know, that's just my two cents on the whole thing. Wait, this was a hundred dollars after taxes is like $105. Jeez Louise, man. Or like $108. Maybe I'm not that sure. That is crazy, dude. I can't believe this was a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Knock. If, if you're going to stop the fight, knock his ass out. Don't give me no like halfway, you know, just stopping the fight because he's tired. Stop the fight. Cause he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is wow. So yeah, that's my two cents on the whole thing. So you enjoyed it then, right? You uh, thought yeah, it was a good yeah, fight? I, I enjoyed the fight for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was it was better than expected. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, with the with the caveats that I've kind of laid out there with it. So um but yeah, I think it was the fight that it needed to be. Um I think really the most depressing aspect of this whole entire thing though is that I thought that I did not have to work that day, and apparently I did have to work, and Eddie and I were going to go to the strip club to go and watch this fight. And uh, sadly, that did not happen. So yeah. that was the most depressing aspect of yeah, the Yeah, I couldn't me. get anybody to go with me out there, man. I, I wasn't going to go by myself. So. Yeah. I mean, I could have, but I just didn't want to. I did determine that the strip club might be a bad place to uh, go, um, you know, because, you know, you're at the strip club, you know. You're trying to look at the TV and stuff, and you know other things are walking about. So, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, well, like, you know, hey, get out of the way, honey. I want to see this fight here. <laughs> That'd be the perfect time to sneak away, though, is during the Mayweather fight. Yeah, nobody's yeah. paying attention. Just go ahead and sneak on out of there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, it was an enjoyable fight. Uh, I liked it. So, yeah, congratulations, Floyd. Fifty and zero. You now retired. Uh, we're going to miss those once every two year boxing matches, but I'll tell you what, whenever Floyd Mayweather's fighting, the world's paying attention. So unfortunately we're probably not going to get that anymore. And, uh, for Connor, you know, you're probably looking at another UFC fight coming up, maybe another boxing match coming up. Who knows? I'll tell you what, if Connor's next fight is a boxing match and he's sponsored by the money team or by Floyd Mayweather's group, I'm suspicious as for all your uh, conspiracy theories. I have to rewind and play over again because i'm not too sure about it yeah um if he comes back with a money team shirt and he's boxing like all day every day and not in the ufc anymore uh, i'm skeptical hippo as to (laughs) the whole the whole thing but that's probably not going to happen mcgregor's got his own thing going on and hopefully he fights uh, either max holloway or nate diaz in the ufc maybe january february i mean he didn't really get hurt like people were saying online oh the damage is what stopped Connor. Yeah, Connor, he didn't seem that damaged. No, you've seen UFC fights, right, where the guy's faces are all cut up and stuff. 
the 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 most damage he had was to his lungs. Was from swinging and missing too many punches, uh, trying to hit Mayweather. Yeah, yeah, he did not seem all that damaged. So, yeah. Anyway. But you know, that's what it is. What it is. It's like if you go back in my initial breakdown of this fight, I told Connor, "Look, man, just hit him in the body." Because initially it was going to be in ten ounce gloves. The gloves are going to be even heavier, which probably meant that Connor would have gotten finished earlier because he would have gotten tired earlier from swinging so much with the heavier gloves on. But uh, he did a good job of going to the body. He did a good job with the jab. It was just that, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather is just too good. You know, he's just way too damn yeah, good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so last Sunday, WWE had their annual Summer Slam extravaganza. So let's talk about the results of that. And then let's talk about the winner of our picks between myself and Eddie and our guest Elias from mm. the Man Cave Chronicles. So let's hit that. Eddie, SummerSlam. Uh, you know, looking back on it, it's easy to forget because everything we just saw with Mayweather and McGregor. But I got to be honest, SummerSlam was pretty good, pretty damn good. It wasn't pretty too, it damn was not, good. It was not a bad event. I will say I think it was uh, overshadowed by NXT, which we will get to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, NXT was all right. Like, uh, I don't watch a lot of pay-per-views anymore, so <laughs> it's hard to compare it to any modern stuff. But uh, I, I enjoyed bits and pieces of SummerSlam for sure. And I think for that sure. that's the way that it is now. I can't – there's not many events that are, like, front to back absolutely amazing. You kind of have to pick, you know, what what meets your needs. And that's kind of what the show is now is that each, you know, each different match kind of, you know, is tailored to a – um, you know, to a different type of fan. So, yeah, that, you kind of get that. Yeah, they were in Brooklyn. They were in Brooklyn. The- a little controversy with the beach ball there. Yeah, I'm gonna say the uh, <laughs> which we will cover that. But I will say that overall, I could not have been more disappointed with this crowd. What a lame, quiet crowd for being in Brooklyn. And yeah. being so loud in the same arena the night before for NXT, and they were really quiet for a vast majority of the matches, um, with a couple of matches in particular that they really, really reacted to. Uh, but for the most part, they were pretty quiet. And um, and the beach ball thing, which uh, which we'll, <laughs> which we'll cover when we get to that match. But yeah, that was pretty funny. I um, like that. So yeah, let's uh, let's start off with the matches. Go through um, just little brief thoughts on the matches, and then um, winner and. Who got the the pick correct? So all right, uh, SmackDown tag Usos defeating New Day for the tag team SmackDown championships. I didn't see this match. Uh, I also did not see this match, so I cannot comment on it. Um, I am going to assume Elias did not see it either, but he actually got this correct. Usos. Uh, we both got it wrong. Nice. So you know, had I not stuck to my shtick, I might have gone with the Usos. Yeah, yeah. Eddie's a little sticky, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that on Saturday night or no? Uh, <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, uh, maybe he can be Finn a little Balor. sticky. A little sticky, <laughs> sticky uh, Finn, uh, we'll go back and forth. Finn Balor, uh, the Demon Finn Balor, yes, versus Bray Wyatt, and the winner of this match was Finn Balor. Yeah, he got some nice uh, artwork on his yeah uh, body paint. I guess. What uh, What do you think about this match? Uh, it went exactly how I thought it would. I don't recall. I remember we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember uh, we. it was input into our brains via Here's our, the deal. 
just a little inside information. Me and Ray got together, watched SummerSlam with a bunch of old buddies, and we got so hammered by the end of this goddamn thing that I don't remember how I got home. So. Yeah, we got very, very hammered, and then so anything like pre, like tag team match or something, it's just like I hardly remember. The uh, the the, be- the best moments of the night though were not coming from SummerSlam; they were actually coming from uh, when we broke out the N sixty four and we started playing. Uh, no mercy and revenge, dude. I'm telling you, there has got to be a way to Twitch us playing. If, N64. if you know a way to get uh, Twitch onto N64, yes. How do we a... stream from the N64? Or like, how can do we, we just stream film? Can we just it? film it with like a webcam? Because we then... had a bonkers ass time. Yeah, it was that was so a fun. Lot of motherfucking it was fun, so fun. No Four doubt. player. Battle Royal N64. It was I want to do that. There's got to be a way. I'm going to look into that because um, I would love, love, love to do that. So, so do you remember this uh, Bray Wyatt match? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> not really. I'm glad I'm not the only one then. <laughs> I'm sure it was serviceable enough, um, but it's got Bray Wyatt in it. So yeah, yeah. I have yet to have a Bray Wyatt match that I'm like, you got to see this Bray Wyatt match. <laughs> yeah. And this is not it either. So that's all right. Yeah. Well, so. Moving on, we had the big show. Uh, oh, by the way, we all got that right, too. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah. that was covered. But. We all got Balor in that one. Uh, big show lost to Big cast, a couple of big guys in a big match at a big event. And a big shark cage. In a big city. Yeah. Forget about it. Uh, oh, How yeah. How you doing? I told How you. you doing? I told you you got out. I told you you get well, out. What, do we got a couple of haters over here? A couple of big haters? Oh, what do we have here? I loved it. I loved it. He put the grease on. He slid right up out that of there. That was pretty funny. That was, and I've then never he got seen the that. big boot. <laughs> yeah. He was in the shark cage. He greased his, uh, his little body up. He got out of the cage and then immediately got big booted. I don't remember how Big Show lost, but that's like the only thing I remember is, him uh, he out. took the, uh, his elbow drop. His finisher is like a big jumping elbow drop. Ah. He lost to that. So, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, myself and Elias, uh, got this correct. Eddie did not get it correct. Uh, and I mean, the match was what it was. It's a big show match. It's a big cast match. And, yeah. Whatever. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, next up on the agenda, we've got WWE SmackDown women's champion, Naomi faced off against Natalia Neidhart, um, in another match, I don't really remember that much. <laughs> no, you're gonna notice this that. was the shocker of the night, though. I remember yeah. being very surprised by the finish of this one. Yeah, we definitely did not see Natalia taking this title, and yeah, she. I did. think I was cracking open a beer, and Natalia won. I was like, "What? You were like Bret Hart's coming out? Oh, <laughs> oh no, that was Bret. No, <laughs> that's the disappointment again. Nah, I don't want to steal your joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's my joke. Every time I hear Natalia's music, I'm like, "Yes, Bret Hart's coming out." Oh, well, Natalia, never mind. Uh, she's a good wrestler. Uh, so yeah, she's we, not bad. We all got that wrong. Not not a single one of us got it right. Yeah, so. poor Naomi. Wah, 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 yeah, wah. what the hell? I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. So so after that was the women's Raw tag team. Oh, this ain't tag team. No, no. WWE Raw Women's. Why you always be talking about the women's wrestlers on a new tag team? Come on. (laughs) Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. Eddie was correct in this prediction. And the new women's champion, Sasha Banks. Pretty decent match. I almost switched my pick after seeing that No Mercy promo with the hot chick blonde. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn, I lost already. That's a rematch. How did I lose before the match even start? 
Did uh, did Sasha Banks? Did she do the single vagina, the single jumping vagina? I, I don't remember. I, I this I was a good so. match though. Yeah. This was pretty good. I'll we'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah, one. Th- I was uh, pleasantly surprised at the pleasantly, wrestling. Pleasantly plump. Um. So yeah. So Eddie and was speaking the- of pleasantly plump. A little little Alexa has a nice little booty on her, but you know. Yeah, that's yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah, I didn't notice that. It's the first time I noticed it. Uh, yeah. So Eddie was correct in his pick in that match. He was the only one. So yeah, yeah. Next up, Baby we got uh, the WWE Raw Tag Team Titles. It was Cesaro and Sheamus facing off against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, two thirds of the Shield. So Eddie, what do you think about this match? Easily the best match of the night. Yeah, very good match. Easily my favorite match of the night. The beach ball match. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the story of the beach ball is that, so, you know, you get into these smarky crowds and, you know, they get a, a beach ball and they start passing a beach ball around. And they're bouncing it around. They're not paying attention to the match, whatever, whatever. And so the beach ball, then you hear the fans start booing and they're looking a particular direction. One of the security guys has gotten the beach ball. And so Cesaro, like you don't even know where he comes oh, he from. Just bolts he just there. runs full force, jumps <laughs> over the barricade, like leaps over the barricade and the fans are cheering for him because they think that he's saving the beach ball for them. And he grabs the beach ball. And as he's bringing it like over the barricade, he's Hulk Hogan t-shirting it and he's <laughs> just ripping it into shreds shreds and just gets the ultimate heel heat and it was the best moment of probably the entire night so yes awesome aside from that though what a good match great match. cesaro and sheamus are actually a very 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 good tag this team. might be the first really long cesaro match i've seen since that great balls of fire match but i mean like even before then i hadn't seen much of cesaro very impressed with cesaro uh i really like his stuff and uh Cesaro is good, man. This was a really good match. Uh, there's nothing really else to say. It was just a really, really, really good match. And the winners. And the crowd obviously. went nuts. The crowd the finish, went nuts for the finish. For the finish. Uh, yeah, Rollins and Ambrose. You don't get that reaction anymore with the. No, but this they, new they, crowd. Got a, they got a really good reaction. They won the tag team titles, and each and every one of us saw it coming. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> we all got that right. So, but, cool. Regardless. So, uh, the good match. M- yeah, great match. Next one is the WWE United States title AJ versus Kevin Owens. The winner of this match was AJ Styles. We all got it right, even with Shane O'Mac as the special ref. And I think I had kind of sort of made up the thing about anyone hitting, um, Shane McMahon. I don't oh, think that. Oh, great. Was- now you're making shit up. I don't think that was actually part of the thing. <laughs> they were just kind of playing off of that. Um, you know, that they didn't get along or whatever. So, I mean, they played off of that a few times with Shane McMahon, you know, getting knocked out, getting knocked out of the ring. Um, yeah, I definitely did notice that uh, the sweatiest guy in this whole goddamn match was Shane McMahon as the referee. He yeah. he bro- he he ha- he had broken a full sweat Brock Lesnar style by the time he got into the ring before the bell even rung, and he's the referee. I'm telling you, those lights are hot, man. Those yeah. lights that yeah. shine on the you ring. You got your sweaters Oof. and you got your not sweaters. He is a sweater. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it was a good match. Uh, this is another match. I would like to go back and rewatch this match. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I did really notice is that the styles clash looks kind of awkward when done on big guys. So like, it looks like he's really, really struggling to put it on someone like Kevin Owens and 
man, it just doesn't look like a finisher. So I think he should, re- should be really using his, uh, his elbow thing or Eddie was bringing up in uh, TNA. He had a move he called the spinal tap, which is this crazy spinning top rope move. So um, that would be pretty cool if he did that. Yeah, I was pretty much seven out of 10 drunk here. And uh, I don't remember a thing about this match. Yeah. So, so yeah, next up we have John Cena. Yeah. Facing off against Baron Corbin, the Lone Wolf. And who won this match? I think we all knew who won this match. John Cena. John Cena won this Come match. Come on now. So, this was the easiest pick. And this is actually the match that started the pay-per-view. So this was a, a match that I was confused by because I still bet on John Cena. But I was really confused because I was thinking, so when they did the thing on SmackDown where Baron Corbin uh, went to try to cash in his money in the bank, and then that didn't work out for him, and he blamed it on Cena, I thought that this would give him a good opportunity to really, even if he didn't win this match, to just like beat down John Cena after this match. But instead, it was just a very typical John Cena comes out on a big event. He does his John Cena stuff, and then he does the FU and, or sorry, the attitude adjustment, and he yeah, you know, gets a pinfall victory, and he leaves, and he throws his fingers up, and then he's gone. He's got a, he's got a flight to catch. What do you want him to do? Maybe, yeah. maybe he's got room service coming. We don't know. He's he's, just, on, he's, on, he's on that Hogan thing. It's SummerSlam. It's John Cena. No reason for him to lose here. You can have Baron Corbin do the beatdown stuff on the the SmackDown exclusive pay per view where nobody's watching. <laughs> but SummerSlam, you got to have the big guys win, and uh, I think they did it right here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then right, so yeah, the next one was the WWE title, Ma- uh, Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. No, I'm just kidding. Shinsuke Nakamura. I wonder if that's the proper pronunciation of his name, Shinsuke. Because there was a wrestler in WCW called Kensuke Sasaki, and it was uh, kind of spelled similarly. I think that they were probably just mispronouncing it back then. I mean, he calls it himself Shinsuke. So. Yeah. Oh, he does? It yeah. is Shinsuke? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I apologize, But Mr. he does Nakamura. have autism, though, according to Eddie. So. I didn't say he has autism. I said he might have autism. He might have. <laughs> He speculated that he might have he autism. He does the finger thing. So it's like, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it reminds me of an autistic uh, person. Not that there's anything wrong with that. He's just trying no, to put the puzzle pieces together. So, Yeah. So, uh, you know, the sleeper pick won this one, Jinder Mahal. This might have been yeah. another one I might have picked, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, uh, we all got this wrong. Uh, the match... I don't really remember too well. I remember, wasn't there like a lot of... Uh, a lot a lot of Gaga, as they call it. A lot of Gaga. You a know, lot of... Uh, a lot of interference baby? and such. No, no, Gaga. Goo Goo Gaga. Who is, the pers- who is the person that actually was like professionally wrestling for a little while? You don't know what Gaga is? I never Ga- heard of that. Gaga is like, you know, it's like a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of, you know, interference and other, you know, misdirection and distraction and stuff. Um, and that's basically what it is. So that, that was what there was a lot of in this match. There was a lot of, you know, his guys coming in and interfering and all that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, he didn't win on the up and up. I don't really remember the actual, like the meat and potatoes of the match, but I can imagine that probably Shinsuke was probably dominating a good portion of that, even though he's the baby face, but I don't know. I, I don't, this was probably eight out of 10 drunkenness at this point i do remember that jinder mahal had to do his finisher and his finisher it's like some sort of uh he like basically puts him in like a million dollar dream and then does like uh it's almost like uh 
<laughs> I believe it's like uh, back in the day, one of our friends had a finisher that was similar to that. I Are believe... you talking about the Cobra Clutch uh, yeah, uh, Slam or whatever? Yeah. Isn't that the Sergeant Slaughter finisher? Uh, he kind of goes back. He goes backwards with it more. He didn't uh, like drop him down. He like he went backward. Okay. So anyway, but it looked really really awkward and weird. So it looked like he was just trying to give Shinsuke a hug, and Shinsuke doesn't like to be touched because he's autistic. So, and you can hear a pin drop. So, <laughs> last but not least, <laughs> uh, we've got the four way. Uh, Four-way match for the WWE Universal title. We've got the champion, Mr. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus... Small Joe, you call him for what he is. That fat bastard, you call him Sloppy Joe. Versus Braun Strowman. And sadly, not a single one of us out of all three... Got it right. I Not- should have got a bonus point for being the closest. What makes you the closest? Roman Reigns had it. He had it. He's a baby face. Of course, they're going to make it look like uh, he had it. It, 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 it. was Brock was in trouble. I told you guys you're sleeping on Roman Reigns. So yeah, so Brock Lesnar kept the title. Um, what did you What did you think of the match, Eddie? Uh, a lot of body slamming through tables and not a lot of Samoa Joe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, not a lot and, of Joe, a lot of Braun Strowman in this match, but I will say that I liked the match quite a bit. It was very, very hype. Oh, this was the, the best cro- Brock Lesnar match in a long time. The crowd was so goddamn hyped when Braun Strowman was just laying waste to Brock Lesnar. He power slammed him through like three announced tables in a row, I think. Um, he threw a... Uh, oh, Brock Lesnar got carried out on the stretcher. Got carried on the stretcher. Uh, Braun Strowman took a uh, office chair and threw it <laughs> like full force at Roman Reigns' head and hit him in the head. Uh, Braun Strowman was on fire in this match. So, um, yeah, I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was a really good match. I thought this was definitely the best possible match that you could have had with these guys. And the crowd basically like had saved up all of their energy for this thing, apparently. So... Um, they were really hyped for it, um, and it was shocking. I didn't expect Brock Lesnar to win this match, and he he walked away with uh, with the title. And I think that that only means one thing: he's going to keep that belt all the way till WrestleMania, and he's going to fight Roman Reigns, and he's going to lose, and that's going to be sad. Who knows? It's hard to say. So yeah, I don't even know if I care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, it was a good card. Like uh, for me, what really sticks out here is the Shield match. The Shield tag match, and maybe that uh, Sasha Banks and uh, where is it Alexa? That was yeah. pretty good, and uh, and in the main event, those are probably my top three matches of the card. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would say the main event, and then I would say the um, probably the AJ Owens match, and then the tag match. Yeah, so pretty good to get three good matches. Yeah. You know, <laughs> those are three matches I would go back and watch. Yeah, I mean, shit, it's hard to to find some good shit these days, and it was pretty good. SummerSlam was pretty good. Did you want to go talk about a little about NXT at all, or no? Uh yeah. First, we'll we'll do the final tally on the oh, on the picks, and then uh, yeah, I just wanted to do like real briefly on NXT. I wanted to talk about that, so a couple things I wanted to hit on that. Congratulations to Elias Man is, Cave <laughs> is the new uh, SummerSlam champion. For the picks, 
Good he job, won. buddy. He got seven right, and I got six right, and Eddie got six right. So once again, proving doesn't matter how much you're watching because you can win. booking is most of the time completely and utterly ill fucking logical. So I can watch Game of Thrones and I can tell you right away. Like, oh, there was we still a, haven't talked about Game there of was, Thrones. There was a scene in the season finale that I just thought was the most predictable shit of all times. Jon Snow's a, butt? No, not even that. But <laughs> that. That was predictable too, but uh, some other stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, honestly, everything on that show has been pretty predictable lately. But with wrestling, they always keep you guessing because they apparently don't know how to write a story start to finish. So anyway, so, but yeah, Elias is the victor of the picks. So um, when we start printing out our JOA t-shirts, we will definitely have one of the first shirts will be pre-designated for you, Elias. You're getting a JOA t-shirt. So definitely hit us up. Let us know your size. We're going to send it to you. Um, so yeah. Um, and then uh, I wanted to talk about NXT real briefly um, because, man, I'm going to be honest. I enjoyed NXT far more than I enjoyed SummerSlam. Not front, mm, not front to back. I wouldn't go that far. Not front. It was good though, but like I don't know. Not front to back. Um, the main event eh, didn't really do it for me. Fans really didn't care. Um, but you had two matches. Here's my reasons. Number one is you had the opening match, which was one of the best matches that I've seen in forever. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano is the shit, and he had (laughs) these tag matches that I had to have when Eddie was not watching at all. I was like, you have to watch these tag matches. And despite him complaining about the finish in the in the one oh, match. Oh, God, they screwed it up. That's all right. Anyway. He's, he's still <laughs> very much appreciated what oh, they did. And sure. Johnny Gargano definitely brought that. And um, in this match against, uh, it, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this goddamn name. Uh, Adriana, Adrian. Oh, the Mexican Sienna guy. Almas, yeah. Uh, versus Solis Johnny Gargano. or whatever his name is. I don't know his name. Cian Almas. Uh, um, that was just an amazing match, the best match of the the whole night by a long shot. I, yeah, I greatly enjoyed that match. The crowd was so hype, so so goddamn hype. Um, and then the other match that I really really enjoyed was Asuka uh, versus Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Championship. Goddamn man, um, Asuka is just unfreaking believable. Uh, Ember Moon is still pretty early on in her career, um, so she's got a little uh, you know she's got some things to fill out, but. Um, yeah, Asuka brought a, an amazing, amazing match out of her and the crowd was just out of freaking control. Everybody thought the Ember Moon was going to win this match and still Asuka is just on freaking stoppable. So great, great match. Um, and then the other thing that I want to, wait, 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 so you love the fact that Asuka won that? Yeah. Yeah. So you should pat these guys on the back then. You should say good job WWE for, uh, you know, I am making, uh, Asuka unstoppable. That's what I'm doing right now. Okay. okay. <laughs> Why well, you I? ripped them apart for SummerSlam, but then they do stuff that you well, like, and you're just like, Asuka is great. But really, it was not so much Asuka. It was like whoever books NXT. Well, you know, they're a different person books NXT than WWE. But uh, and I, I'll give I'll give kudos when they're deserved. I I gave kudos in the main event of this uh, of SummerSlam. I thought that I said that that was the best that they could have possibly booked that main event. So. Okay. And on the same event, I mean, I thought that the main event was pretty lackluster. So, uh, but yeah, uh, kudos to whoever booked the Asuka Ember Moon match. 
and to the participants in it as well. And then I'm also going to give kudos as well um, to Ray's new favorite wrestler. Ray has a new favorite wrestler after all these years. I've been waiting and waiting. Wait, 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 a number one favorite My number one favorite current active wrestler. And that is? And I haven't had one since CM Punk was my last current favorite active wrestler. Mr. Alistair Black. Oh, I forgot about him. Alistair Black. So, as I've mentioned a little bit on the podcast, Ray the Jerk is into some interesting and some weird stuff. Uh, I'm into occult and uh, magic and uh, all kinds of Eastern philosophy and such. I thought Um, you were going to go with Johnny Gargano. No, I love Johnny Gargano, too. Um, Mm -hmm. I love Johnny Gargano's in-ring work, um, but, you know, Aleister Black speaks to me because, god damn, dude comes out. I mean, like, instantly I'm looking at his, like, his little vet. First off, his entrance was amazing. He comes out to a band. It's not my style of metal, but he comes out to a pretty rock and metal band playing his song live. He, like, raises up out of, like, a coffin thing with all these candles and, like, some sort of ritual thing. He looks like a freaking badass. He's got super, super awesome tattoos. He's got a Kali tattoo. Um, he's got a Medusa tattoo. He's got just the great a- Kali and Medusa. No, not the not the great Kali. <laughs> Kali, the Hindu goddess, goddamn it, the goddess of death and destruction. Who would get a great Kali tattoo? It'd be way too big. It wouldn't fit on yeah, his body. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to fit the chin on there. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, he's got the uh, he's got the old school the uh, the old French tarot uh, death card on his uh, back of his coat, uh, amongst other like occult symbols and stuff. And uh, anyway, then he gets in the ring and goddamn. So first off, he does a crazy fucking backflip that he does into like a meditation pose, which is absolutely awesome. Um, His in-ring work in this match, I mean, it didn't blow me away. I don't think it was an amazing, amazing match just because the crowd wasn't as into it and and, and, like as hype into it. Um, I think that really makes a big difference. But I thought he had a pretty good showing against uh, the former Kenta Hideo Itami. but uh, I thought it was a really good match. But And then the other thing that really, really impressed me is how goddamn smooth this dude is in the ring. And his finisher is just incredible. Absolutely incredible. It's uh, basically, it remind, it's like a roundhouse kick, but he doesn't... It's like the old Jean-Claude Van Damme roundhouse kick, but his other foot doesn't leave the ground. But it looks unbelievably impactful. It just looks like it completely crushes and... Uh, yeah, I'm sure it doesn't really hurt at all if they're letting him do it. So he's been a kickboxer since he was like seven years old. So he's got a lot of a uh, lot of years of kickboxing behind him, and it definitely shows. So Ray's, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the strong style wrestlers. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely bringing that, and I love the gimmick. I have always been drawn towards, you know, the Undertaker and Cactus Jack and Mankind and Raven, um, Mortis. I used to love Mortis. This is like a cool Mortis. I, hey, R.I.P. R. Chris Canyon, but um, Mortis was kind of lame looking back. So anyway. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I just want to shout out goddamn WWE Network for stepping their game up with the hidden gems and the classic oh God, collections. Man. And I still have yet to use my voucher. But <laughs> my I've, voucher I got you for Christmas. I've never been close. This close <laughs> in my life, goddammit. Ray oh. showed me all this new shit on WWE Network, and I was just like, whoa, this actually looks pretty good. 
We spent so, some uh, good time on there. It was so funny to hear Eddie say, so I got him this for Christmas. And then I, I instantly was like, that was a bad thing to get him. <laughs> and hearing Eddie now in like August be like, I've never been closer to using my three month free subscription that I have <laughs> than right now. And oh, it August, is so, so good. Hidden gems. It is really King good. King Kong Bundy with hair. But he's, what not the on, hell? he's not on Bald Dead Island. We brought what? him up on Bald Dead Island. I never knew. I like oh, I know God. a lot of shit about wrestling, especially like the Never old seen King Kong Bundy with hair. Never seen that motherfucker with hair. Yeah. Ever. We were watching uh what was that? It was like UPW from like two thousand one. We saw like like one of the first ever matches of Samoa Joe. We ah, saw yes. Edge and Christian face off against Nova and Car- uh Kazarian. Dude, I was loving um, that shit. Yeah, it was really, really bizarre. Um, um but yeah, that was that was keep fun. bringing those hidden gems, WWE. Yes. And uh, you know, if you can st- not make the music suck for the, a lot of the older stuff. That would be nice. I'd appreciate that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of slick, you know, the doctor style. I can't get my slick music, you know, so it's, that's pretty disappointing. It, it, it's, you know, the, the dub overs, I understand it, but, uh, you know, your boy Eddie, Eddie the Jerk is a fan of the originals, and I'm sure a lot of p- other people are as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. It takes you out of it for sure. I mean, we've talked, we've talked about it before, but goddamn, ECW is just, Oh, fucking unwatchable the with the music. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even a lot of the WCW, I didn't realize how much, you know, I hate hearing DDP come out to his fake ass WWF music. And I hate hearing Raven come out to his, you know, I mean, I like his WWF music, but I hate hearing him come out. Oh, to he that. comes out to the WWE uh, yeah. Raven music in yeah. WCW. Yeah. Interesting. Because his music was like too close to come as you are. I remember. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't sing more than like 15 seconds of it. Yeah. Well, it's the same like with us on the podcast. Yeah. So cool. Well, that was the SummerSlam wrap up with a little NXT. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was cool. So we're going to go to break and then we're going to hear from Eddie, the jerk and his obsessive love of all things audible. (sighs) And we're going to hear from our friends over at the man cave chronicles And then we will be back with our universal call-out of Tigers. Hey, what's up, guys? Eddie the Jerk here from the Jerk of All Trades podcast, and thank you for hanging out with us. As you guys already know, I've been on this Audible for a while now, and I'm totally digging it. When you use the link audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast, you get a free audiobook when you sign up, a free audiobook every 30 days thereafter, and discounted audiobook pricing as an Audible member. If you already have an Amazon account, it's so easy to sign up. It literally took me like 10 seconds to set everything up. My audiobook of choice this month is Game of Thrones, A Song of Fire and Ice, book number one. If you haven't seen the show, no big deal. Go ahead and get caught up with this audiobook. And for you fans of Game of Thrones, you already know what time it is. You're going to love this audiobook. Once again, the link is audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast. Go start up your Audible subscription like a king with Audible and the Jerks. If you like stand-up comedy, sports, entertainment, interviews with guests, things you talk about with your boys in the Man Cave, then tune into the Man Cave Chronicles podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. Has the universe ever called out to you? Well, it's calling out to you now, and it demands you listen to the Jerk of All Trades podcast. Every Thursday night, Eddie and Ray tackled the absurdity of this world via a cornucopia of topics ranging from hot-button mainstream news, tech, robotics, progressive medicine, UFC, WWE, and so much more. 
Jerk of All Trades, Changing the World, One Podcast at a Time. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You know what time it is. Eye of the Tiger time. Universal call-out results. We got some tiger stories for you. We got tiger stories coming out the freaking wazoo. I was... Coming out the wazoo. That the was wazoo. Oh man, I did not even mean that to be. Is a that zoo. the Washington Zoo? I didn't even mean that to be <laughs> a zoo pun, but it ended up as a fucking zoo pun. But hmm. yeah, so uh, there it is. So yeah, we uh, we had universal call out was uh, tigers this past week, and let me tell you what, there was a lot of fucking fun uh, tiger stories. So let's uh, let's hit them with the first one. The first one, this might go down as one of my favorite. Universal call-out stories of all time. So, this one is definitely bringing the comedy. Yes. So <laughs> the uh, the Tony the Tiger Twitter account has become an object of adoration for online furries. Uh, if you don't know what furries are, it is people um, – and I may get this wrong, and if you're a furry, pr- please correct me. But I believe furries to be people that are turned on by either like wearing like big animal costumes or seeing people wearing those animal costumes. And I believe they are also – they fetishize uh, um, seeing – just like animals, like, you know, cartoon looking animals engaged in sexual activities in picture form as well, I believe. This gives no meaning to the term frosted flakes. Uh, yes, I believe. <laughs> Where's that frosting coming from? I, I believe. Uh, <laughs> Tony the Tiger, they're great. I believe that, uh, yeah, in uh, <laughs> one of our later stories, uh, someone told, or one of our, uh, the late, this actually happened last year as well, which we'll cover, but. Um, someone actually said that we're not at, we're not all after your frost. So oh no. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Tony blocked a wave of fuzzy deviants on mass, and once the news got out, there was no block button that contained the perversion that followed. Oh my god! Thirty-year-old uh, Twitter user Alex uh, Bovine. Had, <laughs> you would think he would be into like I don't know some sort of uh, cartoon bull or something, uh, manure or, porn yeah. maybe or something. I don't know. He had his account suspended for. Sexually harassing Tony the Tiger. Oh no! Who fucking did that? It's a freaking this cartoon. Leave him, leave him alone. Uh, apparently, he claimed that he would fuck that tiger. Is what he said <laughs> to yep. him. Quote in quote. Yeah, there's. Uh, let's see. There's some fun little. Uh, yeah, that's his original tweet. Uh, I'd fuck that tiger. They determined the toy that- is inside Tony. Yeah, I've my old roommate got suspended from Twitter for sexually harassing Tony the Tiger. Uh, look at what people are saying. Sure, cinnamon fr- uh, cinnamon frosted flakes look gr- 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 great, and that tiger on the box doesn't look half bad either. Hashtag blushing half. Hashtag cinnamonograph. I don't know what that is. Wow, do the same thing in my mouth, but not with milk, please. You're so muscular. Um, oh, it's hard. It's, it's hard to tell if uh, a lot of this is just like um, satire, know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like you know comedy. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't want to pour that milk all over my cereal and then let me nut while I watch you eat it or I want to. Damn. Um, apparently, uh, he didn't even know that Tony was regularly subjected to such naughty talk. Uh, the Tony tweet popped up in my feed as prone to tweet. I have a special loathing of these things. If you give me an opportunity to interact with a brand that's popping up in my timeline without my consent, it's and I'm gonna I'm going to get weird. Um, uh, BuzzFeed points out that he even relates the incident to the criticism Twitter has received for its refusal to monitor hate speech. 
Um, so yeah, and then they go into that. Whole well, you know thing, what so. they say: the freaks come out at night. But it seems to me the freaks come out on Twitter <laughs> more uh, than anything else. I mean, you would think that actually they uh, they <laughs> they come out in the morning because that's when their cereal comes out, <laughs> and uh, that's when they're looking at all these cartoon uh, animals on their cereal and trying to bust nut onto their cereal boxes. So, um, so yeah, like I said, this was actually not the first time that this happened, and actually the previous time this is from last year, I actually thought this was the same fucking story until like. Eddie pointed this out to me very, like, not even like a couple of hours ago. So, uh, apparently, Tony the Tiger was uh, being harassed by furries last year uh, as well. Um, so, anyway, we'll kind of go through this a little bit. Who knew the furry community was so deep? Uh, yeah, they, they seem to be. And uh, they all got Twitter. Yeah, so Tony was, uh, he was not, uh, he was not happy. Some people were saying some inappropriate things to him. Um, he said, uh, Let's keep things uh, great and family-friendly if you could. Cubs could be watching. And then uh, this guy uh, <laughs> said, it's the way they drew you, Tony. You're irresistible. Um, then he's had to start blocking people. Um, let's see. Tony, can you please tell me you love me? He tried victim-blaming, suggesting that Tony should put on some clothes. So I'm going to mm. tell you what. So we actually took a picture for the podcast with uh, with some Frosted Flakes. And when we were buying the Frosted Flakes, we noticed that we did not see not a single photo of Tony the Tiger on the cereal box in which you could see his lower body. So I feel like Kellogg's has actually taken action, and they're trying to, you know, cover up the fact that Tony the Tiger is not wearing pants. So there's some sort of fucking conspiracy theory going on uh, with uh, Tony the Tiger here where, you know, just put some goddamn pants on him, you know? Yeah, but tigers don't wear pants. Yeah, but tigers don't wear ascots either, and he's wearing a fucking ascot. Well, so. You know, he's got a little flavor. He's a wild animal, though. Tony the Tiger crazy. This goddamn custom-made ascot no. with Tony on it. He'll bite the shit out of you. Trust me, he's crazy. I don't. He doesn't even have any teeth. He's been eating cereal for thirty years. You don't think he won't take a bite out of you? He's got sugar high. He doesn't even have any fucking <laughs> teeth, dude. He has no goddamn teeth. His little teeth. Show me a goddamn tooth on oh, Tony no. Tiger. Look at he that box. No Tell me, show me a goddamn tooth. He must be like a really old geriatric they, tiger. He had to have all of his he teeth even have tiger dentures. He doesn't even have tiger dentures. How does he eat? What does he eat? I mean, he's been around he a while. Only, this is why he's on the box. That's all he can eat. He just has to let it get soggy too, which is like the worst thing ever. Ugh. Oh my God! So so anyway, so th- this one got even better uh, when fucking uh, Chester Cheeto actually or Chest I can never get this guy's name right. Chester the Cheetah. Chester the Cheetah actually uh, came in as uh, as Tony the Tiger was uh, being victim blamed, um, and they started uh, tweeting at him. What would at Chester Cheetah think of being called Daddy by his adoring fans? Um, and then, uh, blah, 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 blah. He replied, I welcome all, all fans to my Twitter feeds, scales, feathers, or fur. If you enjoy my tweets, then welcome. Um, looks like poor Tony is losing fans to a cheetah. Um, it's been a tough year for Tony the Tiger already. Uh, A few months ago, some uh, pranksters released unauthorized ad in which the broad shouldered feline was trying to comfort down, uh, uh, down in their luck. Adults, uh, including a 43-year-old prostitute named Candy. Actually, Candy! Eddie, Eddie, I don't think you've actually seen those before. I've never met her. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, we'll have to have those be the video of the week one week. You can watch oh, those. Oh, no. Uh, they, they, see, they look very, very realistic. And when they came out, there was a big controversy as to whether or not they were real. But they weren't. But, um, yeah, it's very interesting. It's Tony the Tiger as a cartoon. And uh, he's interacting with real people that, you know, like Candy the prostitute. So. 
Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, that is uh, that's that whole deal. Um, and based off of that, I just wanted to mention real quickly to uh, f- fucking Cheetos. Uh, we also took a picture with uh, Cheetos bag too, because uh, the battle lines have been drawn between Chester the Cheeto and <laughs> fucking Tony the Tiger, and we don't really know who would win in a uh, knockdown jagout octagon battle. Mm, um, it'd be close. Yeah. Who do you think? Well, the Cheetahs got the speed. The tiger's got I, the power. Man, I always loved cheetahs. I drew a fucking cheetah when I was younger. A uh, big ass picture of a cheetah. I really liked them. They're the fastest animal. So I might have to go with Tony the Tiger. On this I mean, one. I think out of the two foods, I think I like probably Frosted Flakes a little bit better. Um, depends oh, on the kind. Yeah. It depends on the kind of Cheetos as well. There's so many varieties of things now. You know, if we're going original to original, I got to go Frosted Flakes. If you let me get those puffs in there. I... <laughs> There's, Doesn't Chester Cheetah have teeth? I'm pretty sure he does, right? He has like human looking teeth. Yeah, so if Hold it, on, it, let me check the bag. Yeah, if it's a biting contest, Cheetah's gonna bite his ass. Yeah. Because Tony the Tiger ain't got no damn teeth. He's got teeth, but they are like human teeth. They are not sharp at all. Um he has also got a bitch and goatee and he has sunglasses, right? He's got sunglasses. He's currently in this thing, he's wearing elbow and knee pads, and oh. he's on a skateboard. He's got a helmet. He, he too. comes ready. In a uh, you know straight safari fight, I'm going Tiger, but Chester Cheetah and Tony the Tiger, uh, it, it's even money. It depends on if they're it's, contained it's even money. into something because Chester would be able if it was in a larger area. I think Chester had the advantage, but I think if they were put into a cage of some sort, I think that it would probably go down to a Tiger. Yeah. Or Absolutely. Tony the Tiger specifically. We'll have to look up and see who, like, I'm sure at some point a cheetah has battled against a tiger. And I'd be interested to actually see, um, you know, who actually won that fight. Yeah, maybe so, we can use it for a video next week. Yeah, uh, Eddie, why don't, you, why don't you tell them about the Cheetos restaurant, and I'm going to see if a cheetah and a tiger have ever faced each other. Yeah, well, apparently Frito-Lay is getting in on New York City's restaurant week by opening up a pop-up eatery with a menu full of Cheetos. Uh, full of Cheetos-themed cuisine. The Spotted Cheetah opens its doors in Lower Manhattan for just three days next week. Some of the dishes on the menu, three-course menu, created by Chef Ann Burrell, include Cheetos Crusted Fried Pickles, Mac and Cheetos, and Cheetos Sweetos Crusted Cheesecake. There you go. If you love Mm. you some Cheetos, go to New York City. Go to your Frito-Lay restaurant and get you some Frito, or I'm sorry, Cheeto cheesecake, some Cheetos mac and cheese, and some Cheetos fried pickles. But uh, Frito-Lay is saying the recipes created by fans inspired the company to bring a full Cheetos culinary (laughs) experience to life. I'm watching a video online here. Um, (laughs) It it said it's titled Cheetah vs. Tiger. Uh, the winner, and then it just said that uh, a cheetah, cheetah was the winner, and the cheetah is going to move on and going to face the lion. Um, but uh, <laughs> this, uh, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know why exactly it won. They really didn't give any description. There's of any no sort. actual video of the. It's just pictures of side by side pictures of them. Oh God. Um, The comments are actually very mad. It says, "Is this video a joke?" <laughs> LOL. Tigers are the largest, strongest big cat. Lions are the second, and jaguars are the third. Yeah. While the cheetah is the fastest big cat, it's also the smallest. There are actual videos showing what a lion can do to a cheetah. They've killed them. Before. For, so for you to say a tiger would lose to a cheetah is fucking insane. 
<laughs> and then this guy says, "Yeah, but lion, I- <laughs> lions have their hands full of tigers, that's for sure." But how this guy, the response is, "But house cats are the smallest big cat because they have the big cat genes." I don't know what that meant, but uh, anyway, uh, fucking Twitter. Point being, man. I think Twitter. That was YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Man. Oh God, probably worse. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about this fucking dude. You're not interested in the Cheetos restaurant? Uh, I, some I'm, mac and Cheetos. I would check it out. I mean, I like Cheetos. I did try the. Uh, I mean, it's vegan. So they have the um, they have the Cheetos crusted, um, like cheese things or whatever at uh burger king i forgot what the fuck they are oh i saw a commercial i think for those or, yeah yeah it's I, the uh che- it's got cheese inside of it it's yeah. like fried cheese or whatever yeah yeah it's actually not too bad and uh when i was eating meat i believe i actually had the cheeto flavored um chicken fries from burger king interesting as well maybe not as good as my fish sandwich but still yeah not bad yeah so, um, no, I would check it out. Where, where is it? It's in New York. I'm not, I'm not fucking prices crazy. run from $8 to $22 per dish. Yeah, it's really not that bad. $22. I can give me a steak for that. A good steak. Yeah, I mean, not, not a, a great not, steak, not in New York. Steak. You can't not in New York city. No, Yeah. so, but definitely in Wisconsin for sure. I don't know. I mean, it seems interesting. I would check it out if it, uh, if it came around this way. So yeah, it looks like it's actually really hard to get into this place too. So. Like you have Cheetos, to, man. You have to have you have to have your uh, name added to an online wait list. So I, I think that that's really interesting. I know we've talked about it before, um, but I think Taco Bell was one of the first where they really started with the Doritos Locos tacos of like mixing the you know you thought of fast food and you thought of junk food and like they weren't really you know together. They were real separated. You know, like when they first started having like, oh, I can buy Olive Garden uh, dressing in the grocery store. Like, what? That's something mm. that shouldn't happen. Yeah. And uh, now they're kind of like mixing them together. And um, yeah. Have you tried Cracker Barrel mac and cheese? Uh, they yeah. sell at the stores now. So good. Oh, no. no. Oh, it's so I didn't good. I know they had it. Store. The best. Um, I. You know what? I actually, uh, before this on that uh, point, I actually had a Fruit Loops uh, shake from Burger King. So that's kind of their thing. They uh they like you know they don't have a frosted flakes one yet though, but that would Here, be here's a premium Eddie the Jerk food hack: get you two Doritos Locos tacos and two soft shell tacos. Open up the soft shell soft shell tacos first. Plop in your Doritos Locos inside of the soft shell. Close it up and eat that bitch without having to worry about any crumbs falling off your plate or off your off your uh, taco. They give you that little the little cardboard thing nah, anyway, to fuck feed that it off. Of. And then you're eating two tacos at once. Yeah. Why fuck around? Yeah. Might as well eat two tacos at once. Why why would you only eat one? Why fuck around? You're not losing any meat, any lettuce, or any cheese. It's all wrapped up in and that you're soft shell taco. No weight as well. I don't got that problem. <laughs> not as little, not as little fun. <laughs> I was just, you know, specifically throwing that out there. So maybe there's, you know, some people that have gotten you know some sort of weight loss surgery that we've told them about on the podcast hopefully not an accordion or a balloon yeah yeah. (laughs) so do not do that they if they make a cheetos one definitely don't uh don't fuck around with that so nah anyway uh so yeah let's uh let's hit this next story uh next up we've got uh this was actually a huge story there was a dude that uh got busted with a uh a baby bangle tiger that uh he uh he was in uh sorry he was at the border in California in his 2017 Camaro 
and he got busted at the uh, the border with a Bengal tiger that he had apparently found on the streets of Tijuana. Is that that, that was his claim? Yeah, I'm sure that that he didn't just randomly find it there. Um, his name was Luis uh, Eduardo Valencia of Paris, California. Udoro. Sorry, I fucked that up. <laughs> Uh, Unless you spelled it wrong, I don't know. No, I didn't spell that. You spelled that, motherfucker. That was a copy and paste. I <laughs> uh, was charged Wednesday with smuggling and unlawful importation of wildlife after Customs and Border Protection officers noticed the tiger cub on the floor of his car. It was a silver Camaro. It had no license plate. Uh, Border Patrol pulled him over on a secondary inspection, told the investigators he bought the tiger for $300 from someone who he had seen on Monday in Tijuana walking an adult tiger on a leash only in Tijuana. <laughs> Fucking A. I mean, they say, you know, the, what is if it? If the, the cartel don't get you, the tigers will. The, uh, the ping pong show, uh, you know, like all the shit, you know, like uh, Tijuana, like literally, yeah, there's just fucking full-size Bengal tiger. I don't feel like that they are, um, tigers are not indigenous to Mexico, correct? <clears throat> Hell no. All right, so I just wanted to make sure that. Um, I guess the market value of this thing is about $1,500, so just like everything, you go over the border and you get a way better deal. So like, yeah. if, you want some, if you want some pharmaceuticals or something, your best bet is to go over into Mexico uh, to Tijuana, and if you want a Bengal tiger cub, you also want to go over the border because it's like a fraction of the cost of what it is here. Um, but yeah, all tigers are considered endangered species, and there are only 2,500 Bengal tigers in the wild. So um, it'd be interesting. I I don't think that they can put this thing into the uh, the wild um, now um, because you know he's now been we do, we really don't know what his story was. Um, but yeah. it'd be pretty cool to have a little baby tiger. I kind of dig that. Yeah, as long as it doesn't cost too much to feed it, and it doesn't try to eat me. I'm sure it does. You're not just buying tiger food at the fucking. Yeah. How about the, how at about Petco? How about this? Let me go Petco. I can get my tiger food. How about you? You get yourself a baby tiger, and I'm gonna get myself a baby a baby cheetah, and then we're gonna just we're gonna grow them, and then eventually we're gonna have them battle each other to the death. Eh, we'll see. We don't want Peter to know about that. Yeah, that'll have to be on the down down. Yeah. Um, yeah, PETA. Mm, I'm starting to get hungry. Um, more, more, not because of the animals, just because I want a PETA. Hell yeah. Um, so anyway, he's in the zoo now. They put him in the, uh, the San Diego zoo. So yeah, you must have a, uh, permit to legally import endangered species into the United States. And so, this motherfucker, this was illegal, my friend. Yeah. He illegal. definitely did not have that. So good try though. Um, and to offset this, there was just, uh, just a, tiger that was uh endangered tiger that was born somewhere so yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. one of the zoos or something so, yeah whatever something like that nobody cares yeah <laughs> that was one of the lamer stories so fuck that no that, right. that was one of our backups yeah we, that, was, we, that was a backup so with the universal call out gotta have some backups right yep yep um and so the uh, the next one uh this is actually pretty fun so i have a service it's called Shutter, and Shutter is basically, if you don't know, Shutter is essentially, um, it's like Netflix, but it is all horror movie related. So, um, it's custom made for me. And so, anyway, they just had a bunch of new movies drop on this thing, and there was a movie that somehow I completely missed when it came out. Uh, it's from 2010. 
Um, it's called Burning Bright. And so I saw a, uh, I was going through reading the synopsis and I read the synopsis and I was like, what the fuck? Like that sounds like the dumbest shit of all time, but I have to watch it. Um, so I'll read you the synopsis. Uh, it's in Montgomery County. Kelly Taylor is ready to go to college and takes her autistic brother, Tom, to a specialized institution. However, the bank informs her that she does not have sufficient funds in her account to honor her check. Her stepfather, Johnny, whatever the hell his name is, withdrew the money from her account the day before. When Kelly arrives home, Johnny reveals that he used the money to buy a tiger for his safari show project. In addition, he had the house reinforced in order to protect it from hurricanes. Oh, my God. Fucking hurricane. Oh, God, God, God. Synchronicity. Yes. So all the windows and external doors are covered with wood. When she wakes, she finds the starving tiger is inside the house. And Tom and she are trapped with the ravenous animal. So um, I wanted to have both Eddie and I watch the trailer real quick because, honestly, um, I thought it was going to be super shitty based on the synopsis I read was actually even shittier than that. And I was like, why the fuck is this tiger in a house with someone like this is like the shitty Sharknado movie kind of things that I hate. Uh, but actually, I watched the trailer. It actually looked kind of cool. So um, Eddie, do you have that pulled up, the trailer? Yeah. Are we doing audio or no audio? Eh, whatever. You, we don't have to do audio right. on this unnecessary. So three, two, one. Alrighty, we're zooming on in, movieclips.com, you're welcome. Not not a uh not a support. I think the without the music it's uh Yeah, there's something they're trying to explain something. We're in a house. Yeah, oh, there's, there's, a, there's, a tiger. Oh, there's a tiger. All right. And a hot chick. And it's Lionsgate. Oh, not bad. put out by Lionsgate. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Here they are putting all the uh all the boards and stuffs. Nice haircut, kid. Yeah, that's the autistic <laughs> kid, okay? that He looks a bit like Shinsuke Nakamura, I think. No way. <laughs> Not Japanese. <laughs> He's got autism, though. He's got fake movie who's, autism. Who's this girl, though? That's why I don't, I don't know. know. She's been in a few things. She kind of reminds her. me of... Uh, the windows are boarded. She reminds she's me break, of... Uh, she's breaking the window. She's trying to break... Oh, man, everything's got plywood chi- on. Who's the hot chick with the Marilyn Monroe tattoo? Jessica or something? Don't know. I can't oh, remember. Oh, um... Jennifer... Je- Jessica or Jennifer? Jessica Alba? Mm, no, not Jessica mm. Alba. I don't know. Jennifer Garner? I can't remember. I don't know who yeah, has Marilyn Monroe know. tattoo. Anyway, here's a fucking tiger. Oh, the tiger's oh my God, in the house. The tiger's in the house. The tiger is... And it's a real tiger, by the way. It is a real tiger, like, pretty much the entire movie. There is a real tiger doing real tiger shit. Wow. And, uh, this is like Life of Pi gone wrong. Yes, it is definitely like Life <laughs> of Pi gone wrong. I think it actually came out around the same time as that. So um, I did actually watch the movie, and I actually I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was actually pretty decent. It was a pretty decent tense thriller, as they call them. Um, and for a movie about a girl and her autistic kid, or sorry, her autistic, uh, autistic brother stuck in a house with a goddamn tiger um, in the most illogical... <laughs> Like, how do you make it happen? They did a good job of making that happen, and I actually enjoyed the movie. So I give it one paw up. One paw. One tiger paw. Uh, I haven't seen it, but based on the preview, it doesn't look too bad. Megan Fox. Shout out to Megan Fox. Megan Fox. With your fine ass and your Marilyn Monroe tattoo. And your lots and lots I'm sorry, I and didn't lots know of plastic surgery. what your name was, but it's all good. Yeah. She was on, uh, oh, that was loud. She was on uh, that one show that one time way back in the day, but uh, nobody cares. 
Yeah. I but don't know. Uh, this movie ain't too bad, I tell you right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, uh, next up we have the Prairieville girl that was she. Uh, she caught the eye of this tiger. I, they said she caught the eye of the tiger. Um, and I guess she was at, uh, what was she at the zoo or something? And it had to have been. She's at the zoo and this tiger came over and was jumping up and pawing at her. And was she, this a baby tiger too? I think it was a baby tiger as well. Yeah. It's got over 400,000 views on Facebook. Um, she's three years old, Taylor Piper, no relation to Rowdy. Um, and he took her to, uh, yeah, cause she had a good day at school. Um, and anyway, yeah, this, uh, this tiger, um, started jumping around and was, was, was this in Louisiana too, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah LSU. Are, aren't they the tigers? Isn't that their They team? are the tigers. Yeah. Yes. All right. So. Anyway, it's a cute video. Check it out if you want. Little uh, Prairie, Prairieville girl uh, with Mike the Tiger is his name. So, yeah, cute video, guys. Make sure you check it out. It's like a little feel good video going on in the world of crazy bullshit and yeah, like guys shitty fucking storms and you know guys, just a bunch of bad news. Guys getting mauled by bears at Tiger Death Park. Oh wait, no, <laughs> that's our transition to our next what? story. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. Oh, God, yeah. This might be the best one. Yeah. <laughs> I like this one. All right, so, Eddie, why don't you hit this one? All right. The, the, oh, the picture, the picture. Oh, oh God, the man. Picture this, kills some people never cease to amaze me. The idiocracy in the world is still heavy, even overseas, all the way in China. A chi- I believe this is a Chinaman. That has been uh, let's not call him a China a China man a Chinese, a Chinese man. Thank you. I've got, I've done Whatever it. you want to say, I've done it. He's Chinese. He's from China, and he's a man, and he got his ass bit by a bear, and he deserves it. I wish the bear would have killed him because he rolled his window down trying to feed the stupid bear, and the bear said, "Oh, that's a cool story, bro. Yunk, let me go ahead and bite your ass real quick." <laughs> oh man, I can't get over the Chinaman. Oh, Chinaman. Oh god. All right, where was I? All right. <laughs> Apparently, they have drive-through wildlife parks in China, where this guy was just driving through this little safari action. Bear went up to the car, and he said, "Oh, you know what? Let me just go ahead and roll my window down with this giant fucking bear coming up to my car and give him some food." That sounds like a good idea. No, he tried to he tried to roll the window up, but the window oh, malfunctioned. Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> the window malfunctioned ah, yeah. and it rolled down. Tell it to somebody. Who, call somebody who cares on His that one. His wires were reversed. I was born oh, at night, man. not last night. You're telling me not everyone did the drive-thru? You mean to tell me his window was working all day before that, but right there it didn't work? Nah, I'm yeah. sorry. But is the end of this story? Is the end of the story that he's suing the company that made his car? I doubt it, but well, he probably should. He probably should sue himself for being such a fucking idiot. So let, let's talk about the fact. That what's so funny about this is, you know, so this is the universal call out about tigers. So why the fuck are we talking about a guy that got mauled by a bear and uh, he got? It was at Tiger Death Park, which was named because there was a woman last year that got out of her car at the park and she got mauled by tigers. Oh, geez. <laughs> not to laugh at people getting mauled by tigers. Yeah, I know. It's just so crazy. <laughs> that like who wants to go to a place called tiger death park it's not a good look 
That's not a place where I look on the map and I'm like, hey, let's go there. No, not a good idea. Because didn't somebody else get attacked here, Ray? Wait. Wait. Last year, a yeah. woman and her mother got out of their car at the park and were mauled by tigers. You were not paying attention to the previous, uh, you know, three minutes of oh, me sorry. talking about that. I was looking, I was looking at <laughs> Megan Fox. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're not talking about foxes. We're not talking about fucking <laughs> what bears. What did the fox say? What a fo- what would a fox do against a tiger? I think it would actually get beaten pretty hard. I guess there's CCT video of the incident, and the officials showed park rangers warning uh, Mr. Chen to shut his windows before the bear Mr. Attacks. Chen. Um, yeah. Who says China has better education than the United States? Yeah. Apparently not. So, anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Not your not your best day. So. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So, uh, what was that? Wrap it up for uh, yeah, Universal, Universal Call Out, out man. Another one in the books. Final Stretch Time, which is one of my favorite segments of the show. The JOAT Podcast Video Corner, where we got some videos to watch with audio. Yes. And right, so here we go. I'm first, or you're first, or who's who's doing what here? Um. All right. So let's let's go to our first MacBook. Let's go to Existential MacBook. All right. Let's make sure we're all the way at the Oop. beginning. No, go to the beginning. Okay. <clears throat> oh, look at this guy. <laughs> all right. And uh, when I. Whenever you're ready, give me the countdown. Let's Three, play it up. Two, one. We're looking at a MacBook right here. What the <laughs> fuck? Is that a robot? That's a robot. It's a robot baby. That's a robot baby. It's a robot baby. And, oh, man. I wish they could hear the screams. He's struggling. I can turn it up. Oh, God. Make it stop. This robot baby's being tortured oh my by this God, guy. They're torturing. Is this is you this guy Chinese he, too? You gotta hear what he says. What's with these Asians? Absence of God. Bald head island. Technology will kill you. Even the robots are Run. bald. Huh. Yeah. There it was. These Asians, man. Oh, Existential no. MacBook. Um, that had nothing to do with computers. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, a dude too damn filthy is his channel. So I think I'll probably be subscribing to his deal. Um, so, yeah, he's... Too damn filthy. Yeah. So, that boy filthy. Yeah, he's got some fun videos. I came upon this, and I knew that we had to watch that. So, so yeah, that's uh, video number one. Not bad. That was, that was kooky and goofy and everything I expected... Uh, <laughs> your video to be okay all right so next one okay all right are we ready uh yeah three wait let me go back to the uh all right three two one all right we got a little kid and his mother this is twisted commercials this is chucky cheese terror oh my goodness she's terrible at this game they're playing the ball game where you have to roll the ball into the circles oh my god there's, There's a glitch. glitch. There's a glitch in the matrix. Chuck oh my e. god! Cheese is having a little fun with these turds. Oh my god! Pizza? Oh, dude, she just tore that pizza apart. That was the worst pizza you've ever had. A little wink action, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. He's smooth. He's, he's smooth not like that, that smooth. He's actually. Oh shit! That? What is this? Oh, they're torturing him like that robot. <laughs> they're torturing Ooh. him just like the MacBook robot. 
And we've got someone that, in reverse, their candles were turned on. Somebody had a little too much time to edit these fucking Chuck E. Cheese videos. I made this video, dude. Oh, God. Just kidding. I did not. Chuck E. Cheese and Roll. Yeah, they're having a good time, it looks like. Even though yeah. this is like the Chuck E. Cheese promotional video on acid. Yeah, so what I wanted to mention, the reason why I wanted to I, do... I couldn't wait to shut that off. The reason why I wanted to do that is because I just wanted to mention very quickly that... Um, R.I.P. to uh, the Chuck E. Cheese. Let's, I don't even remember what the fuck their name is. Hold on. Gotta find it. Uh, damn it. I lost it. Whatever. <clears throat> anyway. All right. Somebody died at Chuck E. Cheese? No. Oh, here we go. All right. I found it. Chuck E. Cheese retired the Pizza Time Players, their animatronic band that they have in all of their restaurants. Um, the creepy animatronic fucking uh, band that you have uh, seen. Um, oh my god! The there's another video on the thing. I just went to the top ten Chuck E. Cheese animatronic malfunctions. Um, this seems like this might be long. This we might save this for another day. Oh my god! I I love that. Okay, we're gonna save this for later. But anyway, uh, R.I.P. to the Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Pizza players, your animatronic band, they have broken up. Um, so definitely sad to see them go. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of Chuck E. Cheese back in the day. Always a yeah. good time at Chuck E. Cheese. I always enjoyed my times at Chuck E. Cheese. I got a really cool uh, Chicago Bulls, like, bedazzled, like, sweater thing that, like, once I got it, I was like, there's no way I'm wearing this shit. <laughs> nah. And I was, like, six. I was like, I'm not wearing this fucking thing. But Chicago Bulls, number one. Num- number one, just give me a regular ass. Like, I wanted, like, a regular sweater. I didn't want someone's grandma to, like, fucking hand make me some goddamn, you know, bedazzled fucking glittery sweater. But The Bulls are going to be trash this year. Yeah, probably. Oh, God. So. I'm not looking forward to it. Anyway. It's going to be a long season. So. So, on to all the right. next video. All right, next video. Let me get to the next video. This is then. the... Uh, Optical illusion portion of the vi- of the show, okay. which for our listeners probably isn't going to be very exciting, but Ray will be able to speak about his experience. Okay, so um, I am I am currently looking at Tom Cruise, and I am looking at um, what's her nuts? What's somehow I don't know. Just um, keep your eyes on the cross. Some other celebrity chick. Yeah. So uh, three, two, one. I'm looking at the cross, and I'm not looking at anything else. Lots of celebrities are happening I, on my side. I don't side. see celebrities. I'm just looking at a cross. I'm looking in the middle, but I can tell that there are celebrities that are on the side right now. Oh, it has something for me to read, but I can't do it. Yeah, I can't read it either. Okay. You know what? I probably should have read that shit. <laughs> yeah. So I could tell. Yeah, I could tell what was happening there. Um, this is actually pretty interesting. Um, I'll, when this is done, I'll kind of explain this. I, I know a lot about this. Oh yeah, you can talk about it. Nobody cares about what this chick is saying. All right. So essentially, this is um, something that I have utilized before in what's called a black mirror. 
which obviously Eddie is familiar with Black oh, Mirror, the television yeah. show. Uh, season three or uh, season four is coming. Season right? four coming out very soon, and I cannot wait. But uh, so a Black Mirror in the occult sense, basically, um, it's um, it's called scrying. Um, and if you've seen, you know, the the crystal ball or the obsidian, the big black ball or whatever that someone would look into and see the future, or whatever it might be, you know, <clears throat> and essentially. What you do is to create one of these things is you get a piece of glass and you basically spray clean, clean, clean the glass, make sure the glass is very clean. And then you would spray paint the back completely black and then you have it in a frame. And then in uh, very low lighting, um, you have candles, which you would then put on either side of your head um, where you can't see them completely in the black mirror that you've created, but you can at least see your face a little bit. And so the more that you look at yourself in the mirror, the more that your face begins to morph and begins to change and begins to do what these faces did in the video because you could only residually see them on the side. And eventually you start seeing these crazy monster faces and eventually your face may melt completely and you can start to see other imagery and other things in it as well. And this is without not a single drug. And the reason and the science why this works and the same thing can be done. Actually, if you go and just go into your bathroom and you turn uh, the lights off and you just have like where you can barely see, do the same thing. It's not a black mirror, but it's essentially the same thing. Um, basically what happens is the way that the brain takes in information is that it kind of, it fills in the blanks on things that it sees. Like if it's, see, if it's seeing an image, it's, um, you know, basically just filling in some of the blank spaces on that. And eventually <clears throat> it doesn't do a very good job of it. If you continue to look at that same thing in that type of lighting, um, because you're not able to really fully see and process everything. And so it starts filling in the blanks and it doesn't do a great job. And then you start seeing monster faces or, you know, weird looking celebrity faces on the side or whatever it might be. So anyway, that's Black Mirror. That's how that works, and that's sort of what. Yeah, that I think is. we were going to do a story on that not too long ago, right? Probably about ten or twenty episodes ago. What's that? The uh, the brain choosing the images it sees, or whatever, for optical illusions and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. I mean, that's just the way your brain works every day. But uh, yeah, certainly in a scenario like this, this kind of brings that to the forefront. So. Cool. And now the second video is an eye bender, a powerful optical illusion this one comes with a uh warning on it so uh whenever you're ready all right so it says this video may cause temporary hallucinogenic effects Ooh. please do not be afraid these effects usually only last a few seconds so should we turn the light off in this room do you think no nah, we're good okay all three right. two one. Oh, there she is give it to me Oh, looking at an eyeball. Oh, look at this eyeball. I've done this. It's before. changing colors. I've done this. Before. There's an orb next to the eyeball. It said weed. It no. did? No. We do not live. Dude, I'm tripping out In right now. A. All right, so there's this like pattern going on World. with a fidget spinner in a, in the middle, and when inside the fidget spinner is letters spelling out words that Ray knows. 
real. And there's three different designs going on right now for the patterns, and it's fucking crazy. I don't hate this music. It's not too bad. This is some straight doctor's office music. Oh my god, look at your look at your Did you see that? Um I'm focusing on this thing. Oh dude, look at your uh bullhorn thing. <laughs> it's more it's like I'm on acid. <laughs> What the fuck? Ray, look at that fucking thing. Isn't it moving? Yep. Ah! <laughs> I hallucinated without drugs. I can't believe you've never done that. That before. was so cool. It was like moving its face. I actually have that. Oh my god. I actually have that video. Uh, I'm, I might do this like once a day. <laughs> I actually have that uh, video saved on my Reddit account. Uh, that was actually one of the first things I saved on Reddit. And, uh, Dude, that was I so cool. I, I go back to that uh, quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, the <clears throat> I kind of lost track of what the words were, but it was saying something to the effect of, we do not live in a world of reality. We live. In, I think it said, we do not live in a, a world of reality. We live in a world of potential. And so wow. something like that, now that is an even more direct really shows you how your brain and the way that you take in all of the stimuli around you and how you can hack that a world um, of perce- perceptions, a world of perception. There is yeah. uh, a, an amazing, amazing author, a guy that I absolutely love. His name is Aldous Huxley. Um, he uh, wrote a book called the doors of perception and it's a really, really fucking good book. <clears throat> that you should definitely read. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the uh, this really hits you up front with how much your mind has an influence of, of what's happening around you. I mean, if you're doing that thing, like it shows you that you're doing, you need to be doing it. It's called eye bender and a powerful optical illusion. And I'm telling you, like you do that and you will definitely be, I don't care if you've ever done a psychedelic or you have, you will definitely have you're you are going to watch everything around you start to melt and move like everything was moving in waves of energy um like eddie pointed out i have a big steer skull on my wall and i was we looked towards that and i was literally watching it like pulsating and like these waves of energy like moving and like that was so crazy i was not expecting that it was just the first thing that i looked at when i looked up yeah i think i won the videos for this week that was so awesome. I think you did a good job for sure. Oh, I will man. say that technically I sort of won because I'm a hipster and I knew about that video years ago. And I've done that video. I did it first I, though. I, I, I did it first on the podcast. Yeah. So I've done, I've done that Woo-hoo. video more times than I care about. I actually have a book called get high now without drugs. And it has a bunch of different things that you can do that can basically cause you to trip out and show you the power of your mind without not a single drug. So I'm definitely doing something like that for sure. will show you the potential of your brain. So, so awesome. Very, very freaking cool. So and you know what else is freaking cool, Eddie? What's that, Ray? Social freaking media and you hitting them with it like Floyd oh. Mayweather hitting Conor McGregor. Let them know what's up. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Man, Dad, just subscribe to us anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, etc. Uh, please leave us a review and a uh, you know let us know what you think of the show in the comment section. Subscribe to us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash J-O-A-T podcast. Uh, a lot of good times on Twitch, and we want you to be a part of it. Uh, and, of course, you guys already know, Instagram, Twitter, follow us, please. Like us on Facebook, and make sure you visit com. That is the official website of the Jerk of All Trades podcast. And then uh, if you got some spare time, tell us what you think about the show. Hit us up, jerk of all trades podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we want to hear from you guys. Please email us. Let us know what you think of the show. Any suggestions, anything you want to see, or sorry, I guess you're not really seeing, but anything you want to hear more of, anything you want to hear less of. Any cool videos you got whatever, for us to yeah, check if out? You, yeah, if you've got a cool story, man, that would be very, very cool. If you got a cool story that you want us to check out, that's kind of the DL. Um, we would love to see you send that in, and we will be happy to cover it if it's a cool subject. Um, if you've got a cool video that you want us to watch, um, we will be sure to not watch it until we watch it on the podcast for the first time and get a genuine reaction. So, yeah, um, definitely hit us up on uh, Jerk of All Trades podcast at gmail.com. So, yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's check out Inspirobot, and let's do Universal Callout, and then let's hit the road, Jack. Yes, so. sir. All right, so. Inspirobot of the week. You want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. right, So I'm Inspirobot. I'm an artificial intelligence dedicated to generating unlimited amounts of unique inspirational quotes for endless enrichment of pointless human existence. All right. That was pretty sad, but let's see what he has to say. I got a real interesting one here. I got a staircase. It looks like an old staircase. It's kind of falling apart. It Mm. says the big difference between a secret identity and a boy is that a boy doesn't expect you to call back. (laughs) Fucking Inspirobot. I didn't really get that one. With the randomness. It doesn't expect you to call back. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, mine's got a uh, light bulb sitting on what looks like some concrete flooring here. And it says, open your heart. Dare to believe in yourself, and a vision will become a real human. There it is. That's a deep one. That's deep. It don't make any sense in the end, but it's pretty deep. That might be talking about. That might be talking about the AM. Well, we just did. That might be talking about. Uh, that might be talking about the robots, my friend. It could be. That could be talking about the robots. It could be, man. Inspirobot, you did it again. We love you, Inspirobot. We you're, love you're, you. We love you. You're evolving with your site, and uh, we appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. So uh, let's hit him up with the randomizer. Ooh, you know what time it is. J-O-A-T, universal call-out, Ray. You ready for that shit or what? How many uh, How many subjects or topics do you want this week? Uh, I'll let you choose this week. How about we do 15? Let's go crazy. Let's go balls to the wall. All right, let's do it. All right, you ready? Yeah. We got milk. We got cycling. We got jewelry. Typewriter, communism, skating, coins, rice, royalty, breweries, circus, insects, Disney movies, bohemians, and telephone. Mm. I might like typewriter. Old school style. Interesting. Typewriter. 
If we got a good typewriter story, that would be fucking craziness. I'm going with breweries. <laughs> All right, cool. We're going to have to duel this one. Ready? No, for, for no, the, no, are you want to vote? No, no, no. We're no, we're going to. But I wanna, I wanna get in the mindset. Give me, give all me a right, second wait, to get wait, all that yeah. shit. See, I need, I need to do what you do and figure it out first. Cause I just dive in head first without even thinking about it. Okay, I'm ready. All right. One, two, three. Yes. Motherfucker. Yes. Typewriters. This is not fun. I, I used to type on a typewriter when I was seven years old. And I fucking loved it. I have to spend the next week trying to find a typewriter story when we could have really just gone to one of the breweries that are like very close to here. Oh, typewriters. This is going to be great. We could have gone to the brewery. I, we could have I might go to Goodwill and buy a typewriter for our picture <laughs> oh, next god. week. Oh my god, we got to do typewriters. You know what? Fuck it. We did accordions. We can get it. We can get we it. We can do it. Oh, we can make it easy. happen. We can make it happen. I really wanted breweries. I thought that was a good one. I also wanted circus too, but fuck it. You know yeah. what? Well, we will we will wreck typewriters. We're gonna oh, have yeah. great typewriter shit. Just so. uh, one thing, real quick. Uh, our hearts go out to everybody in the Texas, Louisiana area, anyone in Florida, Mississippi, Alabama. Absolutely. If your home is flooded right now, we're sorry to hear about that. We hope you guys can make it out of there safe and sound. And thank you to everyone helping. There's a lot of volunteer work. There's the Coast Guard. There's the Red Cross. Uh, this is, you know, a good example of what Americans can do if we unite together instead of always trying to fight each other. We are stronger as one than we are separated. So uh, hang tough, stay strong out there, and uh, hopefully this all will pass in due time. Absolutely, man. Yeah, our hearts definitely go out to you guys. So, all right. Uh, with that being said, uh, we are out for the week and we will see you guys next week with fun typewriter stories and yeah love ya